All right. So we're back. We are back. Well, I mean, should we do the the formal the formal intro that we do for every episode? Probably, right? I mean, I hate it, but yeah. But I'm gonna do it the intro because this is how it should be done. Matt, what do you want? What do you want to happen? I, I don't know. You want the intro? The rock no paper intro? scissor. Who does the intro? Who does the intro? Yep. Well, it should be rock paper scissors between me and you. <laughs> yeah, well, All right, let's go. Anything? That's two out of three. Just go. Yeah, just go. And no rock paper scissors says shoot. It's yeah, rock, that's, paper, scissors, nah. shoot. Yeah, they're not that. That's for uh, people from the twenties. You're right. What? All right, you do it. <clears throat> What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Stu Nods. What's Pod. going on, everybody? Dude, welcome I, I back actually, to the episode I, I three of the Stu Nods podcast. Well, hello. Ah! <laughs> okay. What, I cut you off or something? Oh, did you cut me off? No, you didn't cut me off. Oh, all right. That's fine. Go ahead. No, 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 no continue. You were, you were no, you wrote it up. You wrote it I up. So. Oh, my God. Welcome back to the Sunods Podcast. And we are very excited to have our very first guest and our dear friend, Matthew Lawler, on today's episode. And we're just going to go and talk about his experiences in the Marines, that kind of that kind of. Jazz. That kind of jazz. I like that jazz. Kind of, yeah, I like jazz. Smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's real good stuff. So, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Matty Laws. Thanks Very excited to have you At here. Matt Laws 11. Is that it? Instagram? No. Oh. <laughs> so, Matt, if you want to, you know, say a little, little, you know, little thing about yourself, tell the folks at home who, who you, you are, are, what you do, what you wear, well, what size shoe you wear. My, I'm happy you said that. I'm wearing Dig Me right now. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. I think we're all wearing Dig Me. We're all wearing Dig Me. Yes. Oh, Shout have, out to I our boy, Ray Dig Me. Yes, Ray Dig Me. Got the company Dig Me right here, Dig Me Nation, baby. Um, it's a nice been, shirt, though. It's very nice, it's nice shirt. material. I like it. I've been working with Ray for probably over a year now. I coached with Ray a few summers ago. Awesome guy. Great, dude. Uh, great company. Mm-hmm. The, the, the passion that he has, I've never seen anybody else. You know, in, in terms of just yeah. any type of project, anything that guy does, man. I mean, he mm-hmm. just goes full throttle. Yeah, and he has a positive know. outlook on everything. I remember when I was coaching with him and just talking to him about either his company or his, you know, outlook, his view on life and just, you know, uh, his <laughs> attitude towards, you know, the game of baseball. Very positive guy, you know. He's a good yeah. guy you want in your corner. So, and shout out just, to Ray Dick. Dream's man. big, man. That's yeah. that's what his whole, whole uh, you know, company is about is just live, dream, be, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's a motto I think that anybody that has a dream can kind of chase. Yeah. You know, and if you follow those things, th- those those simple steps that he kind of tries to push with it with his brand. Yeah. You know, you follow that man, that's you're getting the the right tools, I guess, to catch your dream. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, he's got so. the right idea for sure. Maddie, what you what do you think about the uh, the clothing here? See all your boys in Hawaii. Well, I mean, uh, Hawaii. I love it. I mean, I have boys in Hawaii who my roommate actually. Loves the hat that you're wearing right now. Nice, nice. Loves the logo. I mean, it's a badass logo. It's so clean. It is clean. I brought it back to Hawaii that first time after you gave it to me, Dom. Yeah. And he immediately was like, dude, where'd you get that hat? I was yeah. like, well, let me just talk to my contact. On the <laughs> well, the thing about the logo, too, it's like, it's it's a classy gentleman look, you know? It's and so like, clean, dude. And as a guy, you're thinking to yourself, like, you want to carry yourself as a classy gentleman. At least that's how I want to carry myself. You know, I don't know about yeah, it. I'm sure you two sure. want to be the same same exact way. Like, why would you want to carry yourself in any other way? And that's, I mean, I, it's kind of like his thinking behind it. You know what I mean? It's it's a classy gentleman. It's a lifestyle that you should mm-hmm. live by. Therefore, it's a lifestyle brand. Yeah. And it's a good idea. So, yeah, I, do, I like the logo. I like it a lot. I like it. He's been in Bloomingdale's. Yeah. Tilly's. Mm-hmm. Lids. Um, 
I mean, every time you like post stuff, I see it on your like Instagram, or whatever. Every once in a while, like there'll be like a pro wearing his shirt or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, got connections, like, man. Yeah, like you'll post somewhere I'll see because I follow him too. Like his page, like someone's wearing his hat in like an interview. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah. Like I'm, his, it's gonna take off yeah. like sooner or later, man. He's badass, man. It's I going mean, to, without a doubt. And when, when what his thing too is when I first started to get to know him, he. uh when he was trying to develop the the company, his thing was that he just, as long as he can get himself into a room with, you know, investors or mm. certain yeah. people that he needs to, you know, bring, dig me farther into what yeah, needs to be. Yeah, bring it to the next level, yeah. Um, if he gets in the room with someone, man, he's stealing the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. he'll automatically grab your attention. He's and, got that personality you know, for yeah. sure. So, check it out. Dig yeah. me. Great clothing. Support our buddy out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, Dom. So... You know, you stole my intro, but that's okay. I forget. Yeah, that's right. Um, I do it better. But. So, I mean, today is, is kind of tailored around our guest. You know what I mean? So, I, I think uh, we're going to talk about, you know, his experiences within the Marines and mm. other other things as well. Do you, you got a train running through? Uh, I don't even know what that is. There's too many noises. You know, again, if no, if this is the first time <laughs> listening, coming out of Joe's basement. They the are. Basement. They are. They're we're not in lying. the back room. It's ridiculous. In the back room. Can't, I, yeah. You got to start somewhere, you know? I definitely want to talk about your experiences, you know, with the Marines and everything. But I, I want to ask you, before joining, what was your mindset and kind of, and kind of what made you ultimately decide that you wanted to be a Marine? Mm. Um, I just think it's like in you. Yeah. It's in you. Just like he has a dream to be a filmmaker mm-hmm. and he's going to do anything to do that. Yeah. It's just, like, something inside you. I think, like, when I saw it as a kid, whether, like, I saw someone in a uniform, yeah. you watched movies, uh-huh. TV shows. I mean, I was, like, hooked to, like, the military channel as, like, a little kid yeah. for whatever reason. But, I like, I just think it, it just hooked me. And even growing up, it might have, like, went away a little bit. Yeah. But it was, like, always there because it was just inside me. Like, it was something I wanted to do. Like, it was in my heart. Like, I'm going to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, like, finished high school, had no idea what I was doing <laughs> at all. Uh, I did a semester at the county college, and I was like, no, not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. Went home to my mom. I was like, not doing it. She was like, okay. <laughs> she, like, knew, she like, knew it was coming. She's like, all right, do whatever you need to do. Uh, worked for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I need to leave. Like, I got to do it. Yeah. And that was when, like, I really realized where I was, like, I was, like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I was, like, I'm, I'm literally not, like, doing anything. And then you start getting that mindset because then I was, like, I really want to do it. Yeah. Like, I was, like, I want to leave so bad. And then you start thinking, like, what am I contributing? Yeah. Like, am I really doing anything for anyone or, like, for the, you know, for the way I think about now? Like, am I doing anything for the country? Right. And then that was, like, my mindset. I'm, like, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. Like, I felt like I had an obligation. I had to go do something. That's awesome. Yeah. So you go, you talk to them, and then it, get, it it gets surreal, like, when you just go into, like, the recruiting station because, like, you think you're like, oh, I just want to do, like, this is what I want to do, and you get so nervous. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, I'm nervous now. <laughs> I had no reason to be nervous. I didn't know what I was, what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit, you watch stuff, but, man, nothing. You can't watch anything mm-hmm. to, like, prepare you for it. Yeah. Like, you literally can't. Stories people tell you 
or like if you watched videos like I tried like looking stuff up which was so bad because they're always like don't look anything <laughs> up because then you think it's like <laughs> playing it's just like it's like cheating the game it's like, like when you're sick and you like look up like oh I have this bump on my arm and yeah you look it up it's like it's cancer yeah like I looked up stuff and it was either to the max I was like oh my god I'm terrified or it was like oh I can like I could do that right yeah both yeah. Both awful mindsets. Like, yeah. I think I could just do it, or I'm, like, way too scared. Yeah. Um, when I left September 17th, yeah. 2017. It was earlier than you expected, right? Like, you weren't... Wasn't earlier. To, I was yeah. in I was in the depth in the recruiting station for three months. Wow. And I left. I yeah. mean, I had buddies that were in the station for a year. Yeah. A year and a half, two years. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It's quick. I was in for three months. And a little story... I was called the day before the group before me was supposed to leave, like August 28th or something like that. Uh -huh. My recruiter calls me. He's like, you want to leave tomorrow? It was a Thursday. He's like, you want to leave tomorrow? And I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, you'll leave tomorrow. He's like, you want to do it, right? I'm like, well, yeah, but because now I got like, I got scared. Like I was yeah. nervous. And I was like, like, no, I don't want to do it. Little did I know, I found out later, someone, like, backed out. Like, they didn't get on the plane. They didn't even go to South Carolina. They didn't even get there. Yeah. And he's like, we need someone to go. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I was like, September 18th my day. Like, I still have, you kinda yeah. I still have a few weeks to, to go. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Like, let me just, let me prepare myself to leave. So I almost left a lot earlier than I thought, which is going to be yeah, kind of shitty because, like, everyone was expecting me to leave the 18th. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, well, like, the 17th, whatever. Um, and I was gonna leave, but I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. Like, let me just go with the time that I had. Cause that's like where my mind's at. I was yeah. like, I'm preparing myself for this time. Yeah. Um, so you get close to the gate, the bus driver like yells back to you and he's like, everyone, you have to put your heads down. Mm. So you put heads down and I'm looking to the kid next to me who came from my station and he was terrified. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to do it. Jesus. I, he's like, I'm not getting off. Like, I'm, there's no I'm, point of returning. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can. I mean, at that point, you're in. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> you're it. You ain't going nowhere. Jesus. Um, and then it started to, like, kind of mess with me. I'm like, oh my God, this kid's, like, getting in my head right Freaking now. He was literally, he was, like, about to cry. And I'm like, well, there's no, there's no going anywhere, man. Like, we're literally getting through the gate and we're going. Um, and you can, you can feel because he's slowing down. So he's driving through the base and he gets up to those doors. Mm -hmm. Those, those big old silver doors, which is where you start, mm -hmm. and you only go the through once, yeah. the footprints. And you get out. Well, you don't get out yet. They open up the doors, and immediately you're being screamed at. Immediately. I mean, you've probably seen, I probably showed you. Yeah, you showed that. me, yeah. You are being screamed at by what they call your receiving drill instructor. So mm -hmm. it's not yours you're having yet. You go yeah. through like a week. It's like, I don't know, maybe like five or six days. It's like something like that. Yeah where you're basically held with these guys who are basically getting you set up to get your drill instructors you're going to have for three months. Yeah. So he comes in screaming, like, get off my bus, get off my bus. And you run out with, like, this little bag you have because you can't take anything. Mm -hmm. And the clothes that are on your body, <laughs> which I wore for, like, two days straight, which it gets even worse. And you come out, you stand on the footprints, and then he starts screaming at you. He's screaming the speech, like, you are now going to be blah, 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 treated like blah, 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 yeah. held to the standards of blah, blah, blah. And then he, you walk up to the door, and then it's just like, it's game on. He opens up those doors, and there's a dozen 
behind the door and oh you're being my God. like a pack of wild dogs being screamed at. But it's all because <laughs> the first phase, I don't know what it is now, but like, well, there's like four phases now, but it's still all the same in the beginning. That first, that initial thing is to, is to break you. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like a bad thing or anything, but like they're trying to make you feel like weak and like powerless because there's a lot of dudes that come out from like home or whatever and they go here yeah. and they have attitudes and stuff like that. They're trying to break all that away. So they're trying to make you feel like you're just, you're at the bottom, rock bottom, because once you're, once they get you there, they can start building you back up to what they're supposed to like shape you as, as right. a Marine. So it's immediately, you're being screamed at, all this stuff, you're writing down your name on papers, blah, blah, blah. And then we go into the, where you call home, and you can only say like mm -hmm. two sentences on the thing, and you have to hang up the phone. But they want you to talk to someone. They want someone to, to pick up the phone. So I'm calling, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I had to take out this book, because I was, I told him, I was like, shaking. give me the number just in case I forget. So I had to take out this book. I'm like fumbling this book, and I'm like trying to read the home phone number. Yeah. And like I'm like typing in. You can't even remember your home number. I couldn't remember yeah. my phone number. <laughs> so I'm like typing it in. I'm like, oh my god, answer! Because they're like screaming behind you. They're like, if you if if someone doesn't answer, you will tell me, and you'll you'll stand here and call a dozen more times until someone picks up. Because they want they want you to 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 call someone and to have someone know that you're there. Yeah, at least there. Yeah. And then I think my mom picks up. I don't know if somebody was in the back, but she picks up and she's like, hello. And she knew it was me because you, you have to scream it. It says like, on the thing, like you will say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so you're screaming like, I just arrived at like Marine Corps Depot Paris Island, whatever. I made it here safely. I will, I can't talk. I will contact you in so-and-so time yeah. with how I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Goodbye for now. And you run into the other room around the corner. And that's, that's like, that's it. I didn't talk to anybody. I remember before. your mom telling me, like, I she, got the phone call. I, I, I must have been home. Really? Or something. Yeah. She told, it wasn't like that right after, but yeah, she was telling me about it. And it was like, wasn't it like 2.30 in the morning or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Too? It was, it was dark. Well, they, yeah. we had to wait because when I got there, it was like evening. Yeah. And they want you to get, they take you there when it's dark. So you can't see anything. I think it changes for some people. I think just the timing, they're like, oh, we can't wait. You just have to bring them. But we waited. I mean, we waited all night. We left at like 12. And I assume that was just they wanted it to be dark. One, we can't see anything. It just adds to the effect, which is what they're doing. They're like, they're playing it out. They're playing. Well, even that waiting too is completely on their side. Yeah. Drawing like, up millions Because everyone of... started to get like relaxed and calm. Like we were just sitting in this, like, this little airport. It was late. Nobody was in there. We were the only ones sitting in there. And then buses started to come and pick people up. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but like, so that first day turned into like a week. Yeah. And then you receive your actual drill instructors and then three months so i mean just like you know talking about your mindset and those initial experiences before you actually you know got into boot camp it sounded really intense but why don't you why don't you talk about some experiences that you well experienced during boot camp that are going to stick with you for the rest of your life because obviously it seems like everything is is going to yeah. stick with you but what well, are what are the things that really stick out in your mind well one thing is didn't you say like that first like three days they didn't let you sleep oh yeah you right? didn't sleep for it was like four days straight or something like that jesus and you were in your civilian clothes yeah. for, that you like, brought two of those days yeah so and <laughs> i want to be honest during boot camp you smell yeah i mean yeah There's, that's probably the last thing you worry you about you smell <laughs> and they let you know every day your instructor's like oh my god you mother 
your smell. But that's probably part of it, though, too, right? Because, if, if because one, you you don't shower, yeah. but they have to keep you clean because you get sick or whatever. So you yeah. shower at certain times when you can, and you shower quick. You literally run through the shower. You like shower your head. It's it's like the quick shower for females. It's different. You, your armpits, your manhood, <laughs> and like your face and your hair. Those that's like what they want you to clean, and you're out. They did it, didn't you say that you like held like the towel out or something? Yeah, you right. Had, you ran you, it. You held your the... towel out. You, towel out, and you put your other hand out. And who was put in that position at the time? Your guide and your squad leaders would hold the soap out, and every time some kid would come by, the and you would just go through. And you, it was you, like a circle, like through the through the sprinklers. Through, you went yeah. through the showers or the the showers, yeah. Which was just a big open room with just shower heads on the wall. Yeah, like a gym, like a locker room type. Yeah, of thing. yeah. I mean, with no yeah. doors or nothing. But with freezing cold water, <laughs> they turned off the hot water. Nice, but so but, it was always cold water. But what Except you were we saying got it before, once. how you were saying that they they're trying to break you down. They're trying to they're trying to make you feel like right. You're nothing. So like that's got to be part of it too. You're not showering for that long. You're staying awake. They're taking you away from what comfort is. Yeah. Here. So men. Mentally, you, That's you what smell. It is. It's all mental. You're tired, you're and exhausted. they're like your morale is shot. You know yes. what I mean? So, uh, to me, like that is probably I think mentally, like the physical. It's, it's is a probably it's a it's a mental game. If yeah. you can stay somewhat strong mentally, you will you will get to a point where you're like, oh my god. Yeah. But if you can keep something mentally. Some, some type of mental strength if you can dig deep which a lot of people can't yeah the physical just comes yeah the physical comes because you have no choice right you will yeah. you will run you will push up until you cry you will do whatever they say so the physical comes and a lot of the times whatever physical thing you're doing you're you're barely doing it there, right. there was times where I was doing push-ups where I thought I was like up and down and I was moving an inch yeah. But sometimes they don't even care about that because you're just, now you're they just, know that you're in that state. Yeah. You, they're, they're beating you, which is what they want. Because that whole time I was doing that, I was getting stronger though. Yeah. I mean, you are on the most insane diet of your life. You eat at the same times every day, off maybe by a minute or so. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And be, in between those chow times, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you are running around the base, doing everything everything man but it's all mental though you said that people like have to dive down mentally to find like to to get some type of strength to like build yourself up was there something that you had to like latch on to like mentally that was like forcing you to to basically get through it like was there something like Um, what what was that like it factor where it was like this is gonna get me through like you the answer that like i think people would expect would be like home yeah. Like you're trying to do it for the people back home. But like, to be honest with you, when I was there, I was thinking of nothing of back home. Yeah. I literally couldn't. Mm-hmm. You don't have it in your mind. You just can't think about it. So to be honest, it was those guys that you met while you're there who brought you through it all. Yeah. Two buddies right now that I haven't seen since just after boot camp are still brothers of mine. Yeah. I could talk to them. I could call them whenever because that just relationship built so fast because oh, like, yeah. you had no choice because i feel like so it's those a- two just seeing them and like talking to them at the end of the night and everything like that which i'll get into they like it's like dudes like that it's the people because all you have is them around you you cannot talk to anybody there is there's nothing every single second that you're awake 
there's an instructor around you. Anytime. You go to sleep, he's there until you fall asleep. You wake up, he's already there. When you're out running around, he's right next to you. Like, you feel trapped. So there's nowhere to go besides those few dudes that are around you. I mean, that just become like this. You rely yeah, on them. Yeah. You lean on them. You're going through hell together. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that it's that's that blows away like team building exercises that like yeah, companies try. To, like yeah. it's just like it's accelerated. I feel like that's like five or ten years of just even like a friendly relationship built In, like, into a one month. because it's yeah. you're living, you're eating, you're shitting, you're shower, like you're doing everything literally, literally yeah, together. Literally, it's yeah. I, I get to a point too where it's like. You know these these kind of experiences that you're going through. It's it's uh, it's unlike anything else that people ever experience. Oh, yeah. You know what I There's mean? There's nothing that I can compare. Almost anything I've done since I've been in, but yeah. mainly that because who just does that on their right. spare time? <laughs> so those guys are the only people that can relate to it. Yeah, who are there with you at the moment? Um, was so there, that's like what it was. Was yeah. there a? You said that there was like drill instructors always there. Oh yeah. I'm sure probably, like you said, he kind of felt trapped, but was there, like, a moment where if there was one drill instructor or anything that, like, you kind of... You felt, like, kind of at ease? Kind of at ease, like, you felt comfortable. Like, calm? Yeah. Yeah, when we would do, when we would be, like, studying for the tests and stuff, like, the other instructors would go into the house, was where, like, they stayed, Um, and, like, one would be out, like, teaching us, like, the knowledge for the test, and we would all be sitting on the ground looking at, like, the projector... And that was where you felt like calm because it was quiet. Mm-hmm. He was trying to like teach you and like have you be able to pass the test. It's very yeah. easy, but in the time you're learning something like that, it's just yeah. not. So they like really take the time for you to do that. So like times like that or certain days of the week, I don't even remember when it was, where you had like time at the end of the day before you went to sleep. Yeah. Where like you would get your stuff ready for the next day, you'd clean up your area, you'd clean up your little locker, remember? A little locker at yeah, the yeah. edge of your rack. The locker thing. Locker, yeah. yeah. Um, you got all that cleaned up. They would be in the house. They would peek out the window and they'd come out every once in a while and like look. But if it wasn't loud, they wouldn't come out. So yeah. we would try and make everyone just be quiet. We're like, don't cause attention. Let's just chill for a second. Let's clean up our stuff. And everyone, if your if your stuff was cleaned up, you would kind of just like sit there for a second. It was quiet. Everyone was just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But they would put you to sleep. <laughs> like. <laughs> We went to sleep at 8 every night. Right, right. <laughs> um, you go to sleep at 8, wake up at 4. Go to sleep at 8, wake up at 4. But <laughs> um, So they would always come out, and essentially, like, they would be putting you to sleep. They would yell at everyone. You'd get up in your, up in your rack. You would have to lay there super still. You couldn't, they didn't want you, like, and he would walk, he would turn the lights off, and he would just walk up and down all the racks and just walk and you just see him in the dark you just i was on the top bunk and i could just see his his campaign cover i could just see it just like walking he'd be quiet unless he wanted to be an asshole but he would just be quiet and he you would have to lay perfectly straight until he left but by that point you're already falling asleep like the second you hit a bed i can't even describe it i've been so tired in what i've done since i've been in that i've had it a little bit especially like where I've fallen asleep and the weird places that I've fallen asleep. But like when you hit the rack in mm-hmm. boot camp, after just the mental and physical exhaustion, you are like out. Yeah. I would imagine, and he yeah. doesn't want you to fall asleep. He's, he's waiting. So the next question I want to ask, you know, <clears throat> throughout boot camp, was there ever a time where you felt completely broke? 
completely broken down into, I guess, I guess nothing. At the end. The end. So we went through the three months. Mm -hmm. So just just close to the end, the crucible. So it's three straight days. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> of just constant events, and you're up all the time. And I graduated December fifteenth. So the crucible was probably like uh, I don't know, like two weeks before that. Yeah. So like it was cold, and it was like some of like the coldest like weather they've gotten down there yeah. of course my <laughs> luck right in yeah. a long time there was snow mm -hmm. and when then when i went out for my crucible it was just rain and sleet and it was the wind was absurd it was oh freezing God. so you're up for 72 hours whatever three days straight yeah and now we're soaking wet the whole time freezing and well you said your, your uniform is is soaked yeah you said freezing. didn't you like one of the nights you like went to sleep Oh yeah, you like took it off. Didn't you well, have to take we, off? We took something? it off at night because they wanted you to take it off because they didn't want you to like literally like freeze. Yeah. So, unless this was a crucible or a different time, but either way, um, <clears throat> we took it off and we were in these little hooch things, these little just wooden, like little house things. Nothing was inside. You just laid on the ground on the little mat that we have, and then in yeah. your sleeping bag. And we threw our uniform up on like the wood beams to try and dry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> whatever and then we got in our sleeping bag because they wanted dudes because a lot of people were starting to like hype out and shit yeah like a lot of dudes were really like falling apart and everything like that we had a kid the first day fell straight out they had to bring him to the hospital off base shit his temperature was like I was like 90 or something like that oh my like, God. He, like he they thought he was gonna that's why they brought him straight to the other to the hospital off base yeah um and we thought he was like <laughs> we were like there's no way because they told us about it. Because now they want to get you. That's like a mental thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you hear? You know, he left. Like, probably not going to see him at graduation and everything. And everyone's like, what? What do you mean? So we thought he was gone. Like, really. Which, that's, like, kind of screwed people up. We're like, oh, scary. my God. And yeah. we had to keep going. Um, but going back to that, we had to throw him up. And the next morning, I mean, we slept for probably, like, three hours. Mm -hmm. Or four. Or actually, I don't remember. I don't think it was as long as we were, like, supposed to sleep or going to sleep. Not nearly enough. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Um, and then we took, we ripped them off and you couldn't get them off cause they were frozen. When you, when I finally got mine off, it was all angles. It was straight up, straight across, straight down. <laughs> oh my and they were God. rock solid and they were frosted over. Yeah. And I had to put them on. Jesus. My boots were soaking wet. Mm -hmm. I had to put all of it back on. I would have rather just kept it on cause I would have been in my, my sleeping bag would have been wet, but I would have kept it on. It would have like warmed up or whatever. Yeah. Freezing off awful thing to have to like experience in the morning after you know what you're about to go through so that was awful um but this is after so the one time that i really thought like i was done this was at the end we went to so where we have the crucible is like out on like an old like flight line like this huge open area out there mm -hmm. like on base out there i, I mean i know it is because we didn't go that far but it's just all wooded. It's just long runways. Yeah. So all the events and all the tasks we're doing, everything is all right there. So we went on the runway. We went in a little bit, and there was this little, like, thing. They're just called, we could just call them, like, thunderdomes. Like, there's just big roofs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we were all in there in, like, a formation, and we even had our sister company to our left. Mm -hmm. November company was to our left. Because this was to the point where we only had, like, a day left to the Crucible, not even. 
And so we started working with the females. We started doing stuff with them, which yeah. they do a lot more now. Like you're literally with females during boot camp. For us, that was, wow. you did not, when females came by, we all had to look the other way. You couldn't talk to them. You couldn't, if you looked at them, I mean, good luck the rest of your day. If you got caught looking at them, not being weird, but if you just looked, yeah, you were screwed. Jesus. Talking to the female journalist, everything was completely separated. You were with the guys that you were with. You could not look at the females. You cannot talk to them. You cannot do anything. We were completely separated until the end. We yeah. started working together because now you're at so far at the end. Now they're at the, the rebuilding stage. They're mm -hmm. like so close to bringing you back up. So now they're like intertwining you. You're doing stuff with them, everything like that. Like I, we did the gas chamber and everything like that with them. I was next to a girl to my right mm -hmm. um, and she was in there with me. She probably was tougher than I was because I wanted to cry and that thing. Um, but so this is the last one. We're all waiting there. We're practicing on how to do the the next day we were hiking back to like where we actually like trained at, like where all the barracks were and where yeah. all the parade deck was where I graduated. Um, we practiced how to do the ceremony, how to get your EGA. So we were like practicing like how to stand, what we were going to do because they didn't want you to screw it up. Like they film each one and everything mm. like that. Um, so we were practicing at that and this was freezing. We were doing stuff all day. Everyone's soaking wet, exhausted. You don't eat that much. They're trying to make you drink water and like drink, like eat salt. So it like, abs like absorbs the water and it holds in your body a little bit longer. But we're so cold, like nobody wants to drink. Yeah. Cause it's just when you're cold, you don't feel like you need yeah. to drink, which yeah. is the thing that screws people up all the time. And I'm standing there and the people just start dropping. I mean like out, like yeah. they're gone. Like the eyes roll back and people just start dropping. And at first it was like, okay, because it's been happening the last like two and a half days. So I'm like, oh my God, like we're so close to the end. That's what at first I was like, we're so close to the end and they're like, they're, they're falling apart now. Like it sucks. But I am shaking. I could barely stand where I was because I was shaking so bad. Like I was in, I was literally in pain because of like how cool. much my muscles were like spazzing, yeah. which was, and so I thought I was going down. So now I'm like freaking myself out. Um, and then we start seeing the girls start going down too. And then I see more guys over like to my right, just, just dropping. And they push you out of the way. They literally grabbed them. We're like, I mean, damn near like punch them in the face to try and get them to like do anything. They're yeah. doing the whole like rubbing your chest until you wake up. I mean, they were not moving. They were like vegetables, dude. They were just Jesus. lifeless. But they were just, they were passing out. They were so cold. They were just passing. They had, you're exhausted, man. You can't even stand. They literally brought an ambulance out and they were just running people back. So that was, it started. I could like feel it like mentally. I was like, I'm going to give up. That was like when I first fell, I was like, dude, I'm going to give up. Because yeah. I literally like, I can't stand like this anymore. Yeah. I was in so much pain. Like mentally, I was dead. I was drained. And I had my buddy next to me. The one buddy that I had the couple of tasks that I was like in charge of with him and with two other guys that I was with yeah. back in like our squad base. So I got really good friends with him, which is he's one of them what I was talking about before. And I was just like thinking, I'm like, if I could just stay with him, we'll be good. But so many people are dropping. They stopped the whole thing. And we ran back to where we put our packs down on the, on the flight line or the runway, like a mile down the road or something like that. We, we placed all our stuff. And they were, they're like, holy crap, like these kids are dropping. So they wanted to get us back and then get us warm. So they were going to put us in the little hooch, the little wooden hooch things and get us out of our clothes and in our sleeping bag to warm people up. Once we started running back, it like hit me. Like everything was failing. Like I couldn't even use my legs. I was like barely hanging on. When we got to my, when we got to the packs, 
I was like about ready to like start crying. Like that's like where I was. But like I wasn't even trying to cry. Like my yeah. body was just doing it. And then we picked him up and I'm f- like, I'm f- I am like shaking absurdly now. And I grab on to my buddy and he just, I remember I grabbed onto him and he like came around and like grabbed my arm, like from the back. He like reached around and like just grabbed my arm. And we started running back, which everyone can't even run. So we're running at like a slow pace, but they're trying to get us back out of our stuff and in a sleeping bag. Yeah, to warm sad, yeah. Like, I mean, kids are dropping. Yeah. And right when we started running, that was where I broke. That was the first time the Marine Corps broke me. That was the first time I like really broke in boot camp. And I mean, I told you, I mean, I was, there was pretty often I was like crying myself to sleep at night because I would stare out at the highway. Yeah, yeah. And I could just see all the cars going. You could see the planes taking off from like, I don't know if it's like Buford Airport or whatever in like South Carolina or somewhere over there, like out in one of those towns. I could just see the planes going, all the cars on the bridge of people who work on base come in and out. And it was killing me, dude, because I would stare at it. I would stare at it every night. Yeah. But I wasn't broke then. I was just like. That was just. Yeah. That was just. That was more mental. I yeah, feel like that was emotions just like kicking emotions in. kicking in. I was just like. This where I, I feel like that's it's all physicality. Like oh, this is like phys- this was like physical and I had nothing left mentally to like hold on to. Yeah. So I held on to him. That was like what I was doing. Maybe yeah. he has something in him because I'm not going to make it. And I just started bawling my eyes out. But it wasn't trying to. I wasn't crying like on purpose. I just could not hold myself together. Yeah. It's probably and the I, only thing that could come out of you. Like. Yeah, whatever, whatever water was left was tears, right? <laughs> yeah. And I remember, like, we would stop and go and stop and go because they were trying to make sure we were all together. And I remember just, like, t- like yelling in his ear, I was like, I'm not going to make it. I was like, I like, I was like, I need you. I was like, I'm not going to make it. And he just kept yelling, like, turning around and yelling, like, you're going to make it. He's like, just hold on to me. Like, we're going to get back. We're going to get warmed up. And, like, you'll be fine. Like, we hike back tomorrow. And you did the crucible, like you're gonna get your EGA tomorrow, and you're gonna be a marine. I was like, I was like, I'm not making it. And like, I was telling myself that because I've like full heartedly believed it. I was like, I'm done right here. I was like, that was it. Which is crazy. But now, but then I start getting mad at myself because I'm like, I went all this way, yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna fall out, and I'm gonna drop here, yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get pushed back to training day one, or they're gonna like drop me out. And him just kept yelling at me. He's like, Are you still with me? Are you still with me? I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, I'm still here. But, like, freaking out. Like, I was freaking out. Like, I was like, where the fuck are we going? Like, are we there yet? I was like, I literally cannot move anymore. Like, I can't. And he just kept, and then I just felt him kept grabbing me, kept grabbing me. And we finally got back, and we took all our stuff off. They weren't even, like, being mean at this point. They were like, take all your clothes off. Like, get in your sleeping bag and, like, drink water. So like my nerves started to calm down. Like once I got in and like I wasn't standing anymore because you're on your feet for, literally you're on your feet for all day. When we would sit down, they would only let you sit down for a short time because they wanted you to be up and moving just to add to the, just overall, like they're not giving you a chance to recover, yeah. to, to calm down for a second because that's not the point. So that was the one time where like I broke, like I, one, I was ready to give up, I think. I don't know. I felt like even if I didn't give up, I was just going to fall and I was just going to get brought back and things were happening to my body that I haven't even experienced to like this day yet. So like that was the one time that like I really understood where I was, like I understood what I was doing and like what I signed up for because it's just boot camp, it's just training, it's just getting you ready. It's just an initial thing to yeah. put you through, yet it brought me to the point where I was like, I'm done. Yeah. 
Yeah. And wow. since then to like say that like I quit or to like not do something or to like even like ask for help or something like that, like really bothers me. Like I won't do it because of how much that bothered me to think of like what I'm supposed to be and like what I'm supposed to be doing and like the man that I'm supposed to like be and everything like that, that that's where I got. It like makes me angry. So like, like quitting and shit like that or like saying I can't do it or stuff like that. I just like, I don't tolerate Like I just don't do it. And people around me, cause the people, I mean, people around me like go through a lot of stuff and they're like, man, I just can't do it anymore. I'm like, no, you, like stop. Like, yeah, you're just saying that because something inside you is weak. Like you're not a weak person. Don't let whatever's inside eating you alive take over. Yeah. Cause you made it here. You made it this far. Think of who you're doing it for back home. Think of everything you've went through. Don't waste it. Yeah. And to just, it's always easier to give up mm. than to stick through and keep going. Which when you stick through and keep going, whatever it is, you feel like a trillion times better on the other side than when you quit. Because like small things I might have like gave up on recently or like the however since I've been in. And it's probably like killed me. It's probably put me in an awful mood. I like I won't talk to anybody because I know you don't need to quit. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. no reason to just put yourself in that like state to be like, I quit or I'm done. Because literally, the way that we're like taught, like there is no quitting. Yeah. There's no quitting. There's no. There's no giving up. We're supposed to not ever give up, ever quit, so the people back home can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? You know, and it's become such a common thing now. When when the going gets tough, people either complain or they just quit. Complaining. I mean, obviously your experiences, you know, in boot camp and being in the Marine Corps, you, you don't get to quit. But the way but the way I've been brought up, the way Dom's been brought up, I'm sure, you don't quit. You start something, you finish it. Mm. You know what I mean? And if the going gets tough, don't complain about it because yeah. it's only going to make it worse. So, I mean, I, th- I think I speak for the both of us when I say this, but from what you went through, man, like I, I've, I commend you 100%. That was... That's incredible what you were able to go well, it's through. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's like, it's at a point where, I don't know, it's, I guess it's the personality, if you have it or not, because yeah. I feel like a lot of people will give up so easily, but like it's, I don't know, I've always loved accepting a challenge ever since I was a kid. Absolutely. Knowing that the, the, the rate of failure is higher than you succeeding. Yeah. Like I've always liked to prove people wrong. People wrong, absolutely. You know, and I always loved... You know, there's a couple times throughout high school we kind of experienced with baseball being like an underdog. I like, I think there was only a couple times in like teams and as a player, dude. Everyone like with baseball, like I can talk about it for days, but like everyone, yeah, everyone's yeah. always doubted me and my ability for every, everything I, I ever did. And ever. some people like that could put you down without even trying to take that next step. Yeah, but like or you, you know, find you, or you find the right person and yeah. it puts fuel to the exactly. Yeah. Or for exactly. you and uh, for me, like. That shit fuels me up, man, you know? Yeah, and, the, and like, you know, it doesn't compare to what you went through, but this is, like, me trying to find common ground. There was well, it's times. it's like your experience. Everyone, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just chose experience. to do this. There were times where, like, you know, some something was said or um, something I experienced just about whatever, like, during baseball. And there were times where just like, is this even worth it? Is this even worth it? And then I would think to myself – yeah, it's worth it because I want nothing more than to prove something to myself and to prove these people oh, yeah. wrong. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you felt that exact same feeling. But yeah, so I, it, like we were saying before, um, just <clears throat> I'm sure there was negativity in your life that you wanted to absolutely get rid of. And I think joining the Marine Corps and going through boot camp kind of helped with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, the same thing with you guys. I mean, Dom knows. Like, everyone doubted everything I literally, like, ever did growing up. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't the smartest. <laughs> I barely got through school. Mm-hmm. So immediately, because that's just what society thinks, you just go through school all the way, and everyone was like, he's not going to make it probably. I mean, yeah. growing up, I'm sure my mom had probably had to talk to teachers and principals all the time about, like, <laughs> Those preconceived notions about yeah, you. Yeah, just, they, just, they assume. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't good at school. I, I knew that once I graduated mm-hmm. and I did that first semester, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. But now that I'm in, and especially when I get out, I'm not going back to school. Yeah. One, because I think that's like still what people want. And I, I mean, this is my life, just like yours is yours. Right. I'm doing whatever I want to do. Absolutely. And since I joined, it's like become such a real thing. It's like, I literally don't care what anyone has to say. <laughs> If I did before, you know me, I don't now. Yeah. I do not care. I'm going to do whatever I want that's good for me, that's going to benefit my life and the people around me. But for people to doubt or negativity and stuff like that, whether it was whatever I had to deal with before yeah. to now, it doesn't change a thing. Like, I'm still going to do, which everyone yeah. should be in that mindset. Do you kind of look at, like, in the past? I mean, I do this shit all the time, like, looking when I was growing up through school you know, I, I we were on the same level mm. growing up, just not, not too, not too bright. Not in the, the books. sharpest tool in the shit. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're both. I mean, it, there's a difference between street smart and book smart. I mean, everybody knows. Yeah, that. I just. I absolutely. mean, you could, you know, we we would break doors, mess around, and then be able to put it back up in a second before you mock them. <laughs> in a minute, when we're like, we got a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like, it's more important, man. Yeah. So I mean, like, do you ever yeah. look back, growing up, and you know, uh kind of like reassessing yourself and being like, wow, like I got doubted so much in my life to now looking at it where you've come so far, even within what, three years now, Yeah, just you know, and you kind of, you can look back at it as a more of a man now and be like, kind of laugh at it or like, does it fuel oh, yeah. you up a little bit? Well, more. even, even from our perspective, and I'm sure you can, you can agree with me when I say this, but yeah, I mean, you're still mad to us, but you're uh, you're different. Oh yeah, yeah, you're different in a way. You carry yourself differently, and it's for the for for, for the better. I mean, yeah, it's just what's instilled in you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the very basic stuff around the Marine Corps is well, you don't have a choice. So yeah, you're either gonna adapt or you're not. Sure. And if you're not, then they don't want you and they don't need you. And it's not like I mean, they're they're making Marines and make you know militaries stressing this discipline. You know, it's just me looking into it. Um, you know, and it's for a greater good. Like it's for yourself. Well, yeah, like, it's only it's beneficial. It, it comes. It, it's different than what discipline is back here. Like when you got yelled at growing up and stuff like that. We're yelled at in the beginning mm-hmm. because that's just trying to create the mold, and then they're going to start to mold you into something that they want, and what we're held as right. Marines. I mean, <laughs> we look better than everybody else. We work better than everybody else, and that's for a reason. Yeah, it's because we hold ourselves differently than everyone else does right to the simple things we can't wear headphones like when you walk or when you do pt in the morning you can't like drink and walk you can't chew and walk every time i walk inside i have to take my cover off so when i'm home i'll take my hat off i I shave every single morning which is strange i didn't have this (laughs) trust me it's weird but it's down to the smallest things Mm -hmm. yeah everything is everything in involved in your life can have discipline in in every way, shape, and form, whether it's shaving your face, making your bed every morning, or 
when I go out and I actually do what my job consists of, the discipline to know when I need to do it, when I don't need to do it, when I need to do something else if it's to help somebody. It's the discipline in the small things. So when the bigger picture comes, you don't screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> you take your time. You understand everything. You, you you go through what needs to take place, but it all comes down to this, this, the very small things, making mm-hmm. your bed every morning, which is something that we just do. I just do every day. Yeah, which is awesome. I there was that Navy SEAL every, that, that was that one viral. Yeah, that read his thing. The yeah. simple things. If you make your bed every morning, you'll have a good. You started with the the, sim, the most simple task in the world. Just make your bed, and then you end your day with something you succeeded through that day. Yeah, like that's literally it's, it's, it's the, the most it's simplest the simple thing. things, man. You'll become such a positive and happy person if you just do the little things. It's simplifying. It's simplifying it's life. It's making you know? this extremely hard life, which is very hard. Right. Breaking it down. Yeah. And, and just going through yeah. the smaller things. Taking each thing at a time. Don't overextend yourself. Do mm. what you can. And when you do that and you succeed at that, then you go on. And it's, or you help someone else. Or yeah. you do whatever. And those things will make you a better person. And it's staying consistent with everything. I, and I think that's like the biggest thing. And, and people kind of forget about it. Consistency is key with everything you do. Whether you're whether you're trying to live a, like a more positive life, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to gain muscle, like whatever the case may be, whatever you're trying to do, you need to stay consistent. Yeah. Because if you don't, then what the hell's the point? I mean, yeah, it's that consistent discipline. I don't just yeah. I don't just shave my face a few times a day. Yeah. Every single morning. It sucks, but it's just how it yeah, is. Yeah, it was part of a routine. Uh, one that's though. a thing that goes into the, the discipline, the fact that we hold ourselves differently than everyone else. We won't look nasty in uniform ever. Right. Ever. You will you will not be able to to wear our uniform, mm-hmm. our, our nation's cloth, and you will not look like ass. Yeah, we hung that happen. up just for you, just to let you know. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one thing, I don't know if we'll put this in. There's one question that is starting to become something I think about a lot. And it can kind of look at like uh, like corporate America, or just companies, their perspective. You know how like it used to be? Mm. You couldn't if you had like a tattoo or something like on like your forearm, like companies wouldn't yeah, hire you, would, you or you something. Would, you would keep a tattoo, everything above like where a t shirt yeah. would end. So like companies have these things and um you know, certain rules and you know, and discipline, which even comes down to clothing and with mm-hmm. uniform. And I feel like that's something companies might be losing. Yeah. Is like this, like discipline and just the way they dress to come to work, like to put on a uniform yeah. mm-hmm. for their work, put on a uniform, play baseball, put on your uniform, mm-hmm. you know, your, your can't, what do you call it? Camis. Camis, yeah. yeah. So my, like my camouflage utilities, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're more lenient now with the way people dress to come to work. Like, how do you feel well, about it's, that? It's simple. It's, th- it's the first thing. I think for me, the term don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. It's kind of stupid. Right. It's never should be done in a rude way, but you look at a book from the outside before you open it. That's true. If I look at someone and you look like a bag of ass. <laughs> bag of ass. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what are you supposed That's to think? That's the first impression yeah. you're putting on me. Yeah. But then now, now it's very, it's 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 that it's again the simple things. Yeah. If you cannot just one. Why do you even have that job? Because clearly you don't take pride in it. You don't even want to look good. You're not excited to go to work. And yeah. maybe that's something in you that you need to figure out. Right. With yeah. like a uniform though, like as a team or as a as a company, you know, like like a military company, like 
how do you think a uniform, everybody dressed the same, has an impact rather than if everybody wore, you know, whatever, like whatever they wanted to wear that was appropriate? Like if every, if everybody wasn't wearing the exact same thing as you guys are going throughout. Like I remember boot camp coming down, all you guys are wearing same the exact. short shorts. You know, it's all the same well, skinny the thing, legs the thing running that down. Is, is it's yeah. everything is uniform that we do. Yeah, when we place our stuff down on the ground in a line in our like platoon formation everything is uniform yeah if one person does it one way we're all doing it that way it's neat it looks right mm. it's presentable right it's just simple yeah. that's why our uniforms if you are PTing in a certain uniform everyone's wearing that uniform that that exact uniform our uniforms are all the same the only thing that has anything different between you and anybody else on our camis which is our daily work uniform is your name mm -hmm. yeah that is it everything is the same and now you do you all think the same. all of them having the same thing is it built it like your the thing your it brings you away is that a, nobody's nobody's different exactly yeah you are there's no reason to look at somebody different you are all on the same team yeah you're all working together there's no reason for anyone to look different you're on the same goal you're all at the end of the day you're all working for the same exact thing yeah. right and i feel like too like when you're uniform and you're doing everything the way it's supposed to be done with everyone in unison i feel like in a way it's almost intimidating right it's very intimidating you know what i mean because like if you have a group of people that are dressed differently doing you know god knows what not uniform it's not chaos. in unison you're like you're thinking to yourself, it's just a bunch of assholes, but like you guys are all uniform, all doing the same thing in unison, tight, right. That's intimidating. It's scary. Yes. Oh, it's it fucking incredible. Like when, when we get to see, when we go out and we're training different places and I get to see other platoons running through our ranges that we do. So it's like we're going somewhere soon. When you get to see it from the outside yeah. and you see it play out, it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Because before we do it, you go through the plan for days. Mm. You talk about it for, for, for hours. You make sure everyone knows every part of the plan. Because if someone fails at it or can't do it, I should be able to go do it because I know it. You know everything. So when we get to step back for a minute and we see another group do it, everything goes in. Everything just goes together. It's uniform. Yeah. Everyone looks the same. It's just like a... like putting the last piece of a puzzle in yeah it all just comes together it all looks the same a group a, a whatever you know, a company a battalion of marines that look the same we're crazy as fuck there, there ain't nothing in the world that's gonna stop any single one of us and we're running at you oh my god and i you know I, we can relate it to sports and i can relate it to film yeah you know as a director with just my last couple of short films like all you need to do is create chemistry, make sure everybody is on the same page. Right. Because if everybody's on the same page, it, it, it's going to come it out works, yeah. way more than you expected it mm -hmm. to be. When you, you know see, I mean? this is like a big thing with us. When there's a deficiency, mm -hmm. you notice it. Yeah. It sticks out really bad. And with us, when there's a deficiency in someone or something, we either get rid of it or we fix it. You have to be aware of that. You have to point out that thing that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you might, if, if you're that guy who just lets stuff go like that, what are you doing?
Yeah, true. Are you really helping anybody out? I think that was something that took me a while. Or, or is there something wrong in you? Yeah. That you're not fixing. Yeah, a lot of maybe. We don't just toss the blame out to everyone. What if you're the thing that's wrong? Yeah, a lot of people need to reflect on themselves too. Absolutely, I, everyone's I, I, always ready to point the finger and say something else. Yeah, but I hate that. What and are I'm, you doing? Yeah, and I'm kind of hypocritical when I say that because I don't think I reflect on myself enough sometimes. But believe me, there are moments where I'll catch myself and I'll know I'm wrong in a situation, and I will oh, yeah. own up to it because yeah. you should be accountable for everything you say, Absolutely. everything you do. Mm-hmm. I agree so, with that. Yeah, and that's not. I think from our generation and probably even younger. And that's not a thing. It's not a thing it's, anymore, it's, self-assessment. It's becoming less and less of a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's pathetic. It's it is pathetic. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. Like that you, you got, can't take ownership for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Ownership is a, is a huge thing. If One I recommend, if you've, ever, if you've ever heard of him, Jocko, Navy SEAL, badass dude. Yeah. If you watch his podcast or if you he had a TED talk, ownership. If you you can you can put in ownership to like everything in your life. Yeah. If you just take ownership and you be a man, in this case like it's the same thing, you be a man or a woman, whatever. If you take ownership for what you do, it could be a great thing. Or you right. take ownership for something you did wrong. Because you develop Nobody's gonna it. point a finger. Yeah. Because you're accountable for yourself, you're taking ownership of you, of yeah. your, instead of pointing someone else or, or that broken, it was, that was why it happened. Yeah. Or just be like, well, maybe I did it. And you know what's crazy too? And I'm, I'm sure you can probably agree with me when, when, when I say this, but like, I didn't learn really how to be accountable until I got to college. And I'm sure mm. you probably didn't learn to be accountable yeah. until you went through the Marine Corps. Oh, absolutely. You know, cause like all throughout high school and, you know, middle school, like just growing up, like you don't think that way. No, you don't. You really don't. And then you going, yeah. you know, and then when you experience something in your life where it's like, you know, holy shit, like I'm yeah. accountable for me and maybe I'm accountable for someone else. My actions mean something. Yeah. My actions affect other people. Exactly. You know, you really need to understand that. You know, and I feel like when you do, that's when you become a better person. That's yeah. when you become a better person. You become a better man. Yeah. For yourself and for everyone around you. That's part of life, though. I mean, Except absolutely. And that, that's, I think it comes down to who you have as role models or leaders well, in your life. Yeah, it but some people. Like, coach, parents. Yeah. But like you, aunts, like you, uncle, you, you know? said, it's it's life. It's part of growing up. But some people never learn that. You know, True. And they go through life. True. And <laughs> I mean, I'm not really. And I'm actually not apologetic when I say this, but they're, they're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And there's too many of them. There's just people that are just like that. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you just can't change those people. Yeah. And that's why when failure hits you so young, like. It's a good thing. Yeah. You know, and again, it goes back to my point. Like, I feel like kids, when they fail now, they just sucker in and give up. They give up. And maybe it's because, you know, on it, it's spreaded throughout social media, on Twitter, or whatever the hell other platforms kids are <laughs> exposed to. Yeah. It's going to come down to like, oh, wow, like, that's what they think of me. They're doubting themselves already from someone else's, you know, uh, perspective or like reading of yourself. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, no, dude, you know yourself. Even if you're 10 years old, you know, you know you could have done it or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That just pisses me off. Uh, any Anything you want to say? Anyone you want to call out, shout out, anything like that? No. Just excited <laughs> to be here. Finally, happy that this is a thing. I know. Just do this, not, this everyone, you know how long we've been talking about this? Too long. Too and long. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we Making are. moves. Making moves, baby. Yep. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, joining us today on the third episode of the Stu Nods podcast. Uh, I am your host, Joe Denizio. I am 
Dominic Lampasona. Matt, thank you for being here, and I think it goes without saying, we thank you for your service. And we thank you for your brotherly friendship. Yes, and being oh. the man. <laughs> Maddie the man. Maddie Cakes. All right. Signing off. Tune it off. Tune it off. <laughs> Stopping off. <laughs> <laughs>